At Luke chapter 10, verse 39, if you found it, and you're physically able to, if you could uh, stand to your feet tonight, we'll just read a few verses here, and uh, then we'll get into the message. Um, I, I was going to tell you I don't intend to keep you long tonight, but I feel like every pastor that's ever said that when I've been in the pew has, has gone over longer, So, but that's not the intent tonight. So Luke chapter 10, verse 39, it says, and she had a sister uh, called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about, much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bitter, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken from her. But one thing is needful. And what is the one thing that's needful tonight in your heart? And what is the choice that you will choose? Lord, we sure do love you. Uh, Thank you for loving us. You certainly are a great God. And Lord, I'm thankful tonight for a church that's faithful, Lord, to so many different events we have and outreach, Lord, and Lord, to visiting their class and to Uh, serving in their ministries and to hosting Christmas parties and loving on people and or getting gifts and or coming to practices and and Lord being in their place and Lord they're here back tonight Lord, I know people are uh, planning traveling and and meals and people coming and going and gifts and all that and Lord they're here and what a blessing that is and I pray that you'll bless them for that Uh, Lord I know this thought tonight was a blessing to me this week as I prepared it, Lord, and as you kind of gave it to me, and I hope it will be a blessing as well to others. And I pray you'll meet with us like only you can. Thank you so much for for the music today, Lord, that was provided for us, the fellowship, and Lord, uh, just being with your people. It's been a good day. And I pray you'll bless this evening, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to bring a message tonight entitled, The Best of All Places. The best of all places, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Two hikers were walking through the woods when they suddenly confronted a giant bear. Immediately, one of the men took off his boots and pulled out a pair of track shoes. He began putting them on. What are you doing? cried his companion. We can't outrun that bear, even with jogging shoes. Who cares about the bear? The first hiker replied. All I have to worry about is outrunning you. And you know, sometimes in life, I feel like uh, we have to struggle with things. And sometimes we feel like uh, life can can get busy. And it seems like we're always running here, there, and everywhere. And sometimes it's hard to get people's attention. And we live in a day where social media and the phone is at our fingertips. And we can be engrossed in an iPad, a, a, a screen, a monitor of some sort. And very oftentimes you wonder if someone's really listening. But tonight we see a young lady who truly listened, and she truly understood what was important. Though Martha wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong, she was busy doing what she needed to do. Mary understood the importance of being at Jesus' feet. And if you look in Scripture, in fact, the the Gospels, you'll see nine prostrations before the Savior. Nine prostrations before the Savior, and one of which is the wise men. The wise men, Matthew 2 and verse 11 It should be there on the screen. The Bible says, And when they were come into the house, 
they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And so the wise men, when they came to Jesus, they fell down and worshipped him. I think of Jairus tonight. If you remember Jairus in Mark uh, chapter 5 and verse 22, of course, wanted desperately Jesus' attention. He wanted Jesus to come with him. He believed that Jesus could heal his daughter. And he said, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. He fell down and worshipped God. I think of the woman that was healed in Mark 5, verse 33. The Bible says, But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told all the truth. The woman understood that was healed. She must fall down before her Savior. I think of the Syrophoenician woman in Mark chapter 7 and verse 25. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him, and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Here was a woman who desperately needed the help of Jesus Christ, and so she went and fell down at his feet. I think of Peter and Luke chapter 5 and verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, He fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord. Peter, he knew he needed Jesus and Jesus' help. I think of the leopard. And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus, fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. We see the leper was willing to fall prostrate down at Jesus' feet. I think of the Gadarene in Luke 8, verse 28. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the God Most High? I beseech thee, and torment me not. We see the Gadarene fell down before him. I think of the Samaritan in Luke 17, verse 16. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. The last place tonight will be the very text of our message. In John chapter 11, verse 32, we see Mary. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Whenever you see Mary of Bethany in the scriptures, She is at the feet of Jesus. Three different times we see Mary at the foot of Jesus. In Luke 10, verse 39, she fell down at his feet to listen and learn. In John 11, verse 32, as we'll look at later, she brought her sorrows to his feet. And in John 12, 3, she poured out her expensive gift at his feet. And tonight, I want us to see three secrets of Mary and what Mary learned at Jesus' feet. And my question to you tonight is, do you yearn, do you want to learn at Jesus' feet? And what three secrets can we learn from Mary? And I believe every single one of us can learn from the feet of Jesus. Number one, if you're writing tonight, I have three uh, simple points. Mary learned the secret of his 
person at Jesus' feet. Mary learned the secret of his person at Jesus' feet. Luke chapter 10, verse 42, it says, But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part. J. Dwight Pentecost says, To be occupied with Christ is more important than to be occupied for Christ. Oftentimes we can so be so occupied for Christ, which I believe is so wonderful. It's amazing. As yesterday, a team of men and a few ladies came and started working and how quickly so much was done. It's amazing how 125 plus people came and sang in a choir, plus instrumentalists and those who were controlling the lights and the sound and all the people doing such an amazing thing. However, 900 people walked away so touched and moved at what God did even last week. It's amazing when 45 teenagers will go out on outreach on a Wednesday night and hundreds of flyers will get out and scores of people will be talked to and told about Jesus Christ. It's amazing how many people can get involved in a school and a packed out house when a school of kids will come up and sing and minister to and touch so many lives. It's amazing how such such a big group of people can do so much things, and I think it's very obvious that God wants us to be occupied for Christ. But we must not be so occupied for Christ that we fail to be occupied with Christ. I'll be honest, I, I've been guilty. I was reading a story today about a pastor who was really struggling, and he was got a lot of responsibilities, a lot of duties, and he got more and more things. And finally, a dear lady came to him in church and said, can I tell you something? He says, what? He says, you need, she says, you need to spend more time with God. Now, by the way, I don't need 25 people to come up to me tonight and tell me that, okay? You need to spend more time with God. He said, really? So he went home that night and he searched his heart and he realized, I do. And so he started carving an hour of time every day with just God. And he said his whole outlook on life changed in the next few weeks. May I encourage us tonight that we can be so busy for God. And by the way, let me encourage you to do that. Don't stop. But don't forget the importance of occupying ourselves with Christ. Only at his feet can we be taught by him. Cumbered and worried with much service, we will never have time to be at his feet. The Bible says, but only one thing is necessary for Mary. And she had chosen the good part. What was that need? What was Mary doing? Oh, it's quite obvious she was listening. She was speaking and she certainly was being taught. And that is the deepest need of every man or woman's soul. God's word. You know the verse, 1 Peter 2, 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Second Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with open face, beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The word ingested in our hearts will help us to grow in faith. Romans 10.17 So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You know the verse where Jesus says the importance of his word. He writes in Matthew 4, 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. 
And that's what we need to refute the devil's temptation in our life. We must understand by reading or studying the Word of God is not enough. We must obey it for the Holy Spirit to transform us. In Luke 11, verse 28, But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the Word of God and keep it. Don Whitney said, No factor is more influential in making us more like the Son of God than the Spirit of God working through the Word of God. And knowing Christ must come before serving Christ, or else our service will be barren and our hearts will be frustrated. And may I say tonight, it's so easy to get so involved and so busy, but it will frustrate us if we are not doing it through his strength, through his help. Psalms 27.4, David, the psalmist said, One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Vince Havner, in his sermon entitled One Thing, brought to the attention the one thing the rich young ruler lackest. Jesus said, One thing that thou lackest, money, position, morality, idealism, are not enough. You must give your life to Jesus Christ. Jesus told Martha, one thing is needful. And and Paul says, this one thing I do. He had found long before that there was one thing he lacked. And he goes to tell us about it in that same chapter. I encourage us tonight to understand the presence of God. For it's only at his feet will we be able to understand his presence. We'll be able to get that closeness. We'll be able to have that sweet fellowship with him. In a Scandinavian country, there is a lovely statue of Christ that stands in a town square. The statue is noteworthy because the face of Jesus is not visible to those who stand in front of the statue. In fact, it's just the way it's set up, the way it is. When a traveler complained, I cannot see his face. A man replied, a local man who had been there for years, says, oh, if you wish to see the face of the Savior, you must kneel at his feet. The world says, don't just sit there, do something. Jesus says, if you are worried and distracted, don't just do something. Take time to sit at my feet. And so, may I encourage us this busy Christmas season to spend some time at the feet of Jesus this Christmas season. May we learn to understand his presence. Mary learned the secret of his presence at Jesus' feet. But second of all tonight, I want us to see another point in Scripture where Mary fell at the feet of Jesus. We see Mary learned the secret of his purpose at Jesus' feet. Mary learned the secret of his purpose. Look, if you will, at John chapter 11. It will be on the screen here too, but we're going to read a few other verses. John chapter 11 and verse number 32 tonight, if you will. Just a page or two over, a chapter or a book or two over. John 11, verse number 32. 
Then said, when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold, how he loved them. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaning in himself, coming to the grave, it was a cave and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Can you imagine what Mary must have thought when those around Jesus, who stood afar off, said, well, couldn't he? Surely he could have raised Lazarus from the dead. Could you imagine? Could you imagine... Someone having that high of expectation on you, you know. Now we know it's Jesus and he can do anything. But these people here said, surely. And perhaps Mary, of course, wondered the same thing. She's frustrated. Lord, if you would have been here earlier. Only there she could understand why Lazarus died. And at Jesus' feet, why Martha and herself must be plunged into the deepest sorrow. One of golf's immortal moments came when a Scotchman demonstrated the new game to President Ulysses S. Grant. Carefully placing the ball on the tee, he took a mighty swing. The Scotchman, he swung with all his heart, only to miss the ball completely and hit the turf, and turf went everywhere, some even into President Ulysses S. Grant's beard. And as he stood there, he watched the Scotchman once again swing. Again, he missed. Our president at the time waited patiently through six tries and then quietly stated, There seems to be a fair amount of exercise in the game, but I failed to see the purpose of the ball. And may I say tonight, sometimes we feel that way in our life, do we not? God, I'm swinging, I'm trying, I'm working. What in the world are you doing? Well, may I say tonight, if you, like Mary, will fall at his feet, not only will you understand the secret of his presence, but I feel like tonight we can also learn the secret of his purpose. Mary's approach to Jesus is to hit her knees, something Martha did not do. Now Spurgeon said, Martha had a dialogue with the Savior. But Mary bowed at his feet. Many, Mary greets Jesus with almost the exact words of her sister. And she's wondering, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. What's the purpose? Years ago, there was a, a man and his wife who were driving a car. And uh, they waited as a bicyclist was trying to cross the street, so they stopped and let the lady through. The lady crossed, and just at that moment, someone opened the SUV door, and the lady hit it and smacked down and 
and started bleeding all over. On the way home, the, after helping her and getting her to the hospital, the man looked at his wife and he said, What if we wouldn't have let her go? What if they wouldn't have opened up the door? That wouldn't have happened. And it was almost as if at that moment, the Lord said, Difficulties catch us up in a cycle of second-guessing ourselves. But don't worry. I am in control. And tonight, we may not always understand exactly what God's doing, but we can certainly understand His purpose at His feet. When unexpected trouble comes, we sometimes question the goodness of God. We may even feel the despair that Martha and Mary experienced when their brother died. We don't always understand why hard things happen to us. But we can certainly rest in the knowledge that God is working out his purpose for a greater good. We certainly can trust God in the light of, in the light, when the light is nothing. But when we, uh, let me back up. To trust God in the light is fairly simple. But to trust him in the dark, isn't that faith? Charles Spurgeon said that. Vance Havner brings this interesting aspect to it. He said, if Jesus had hurried to Bethany, he would only have healed Lazarus. But by waiting, he raised him from the dead. And this is what Vance Havner said. He said, God's delay may bring a greater miracle than if he had answered our first prayer. So may we accept God's response, even though it's slow. Because he is always on time. His time. So what do we do? We fall at his feet and we can learn his purpose. In the spring of 1871, a young man picked up a book and read 21 words in that book. It had a profound effect on his future. The 21 words this medical student read helped him become the most famous physician of all time. He organized the world-famous John Hopkins School of Medicine. He was even knighted by the King of England. His name was Sir William Osler. Here are the 21 words that he read from Thomas Carlyle that helped him lead a life free from worry. Our main business is not to see what lies dimly at a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. How do we find God's purpose for life? Do what we know he's clearly told us to do. May I encourage us tonight to focus on, I'm not saying we shouldn't look ahead and be careful and be ready, but there's some things that are dim in the distance that are troubling, but may, instead of focusing on the trouble, may we focus on what God's called us to do on a daily basis. And so we see tonight Mary experienced the secret of of Christ's presence. But second of all, at his feet, she was able to experience the purpose of Jesus Christ. And last of all, I want us to see quickly, Mary learned the secret of his passion at Jesus' feet. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew uh, chapter 26. Matthew 26. Here's the third time tonight, and I know this is uncharacteristic for me, turning to all these different scriptures. Usually they're all on the screen, but I want to read just a little bit here that I didn't give uh, Brother Colby tonight. So Matthew 26 And verse number 10, when Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? 
for she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. Isn't it interesting tonight that Mary has understood God, Christ's presence. She's understood the secret of his purpose. And it's changed her. Because now she learns the secret of his passion. The secret was out and everywhere her testimony would be told. Because she took the time to wipe the dirt off Jesus' feet. When you understand the secret of his presence... You'll learn the secret of his purpose. And then you'll experience the secret of his passion on your life. My dear friend, has God changed your life? Is spending time with Jesus impacted you? The word of God is like a, stone, like, like, like a fire. The word of God is like a hammer. The word of God, the Bible says, like a sword and it pierces. It can transform, it can change through its spirit. And when you're at Jesus' feet in worship, you'll understand his passion. Do you sit at Jesus' feet? Have you learned these, these three secrets? Uh, years ago, I was um, pastoring in Denaire and Turlock area. And one night, a family came to our church on a Sunday night and, and uh, listened intently and, and con- con- started coming on Sunday nights and they were going to another church Sunday morning that did not have Sunday night services. And they were coming uh, fairly regular. In fact, we were looking to repaint our auditorium. And, and our auditorium wasn't near as high as this, but it was pretty high. And I was not looking forward to getting on a ladder and, and doing all that. And in fact, we didn't even really have the money to do it. But it was this, this ugly gray when we first moved in. And uh, it, needed, it needed updating. And so we had been praying about it. We mentioned the need. And she came up to me and she said, you know, for Christmas this year, my husband and I want to paint this. I said, well, wait a minute here. I said, your husband, you're going to, how are you going to, I mean, this will be ladder. She goes, you don't understand. My husband is a painter and he's going to bring his crew in. He's going to paint it and everything. I said, well, man, we, we can't afford that. She goes, no, no, you don't understand. We're going to pay for the paint and then we're going to paint it all. And he's going to pay for his laborers. You don't have to worry about it. I said, well, praise the Lord. What a blessing. Well, they continued to come, and one day she brought her mother, who uh, was probably in, I think she was in her early 90s at the time, and, and she started coming on Wednesday nights, and, and, and one day the mom, the lady came up to me, and she said, uh, she said, Pastor Justin, my, my mom and I do uh, a Bible club at Grattan School up the road, and she said, we'd love for you to come and share the gospel to these children. I said, oh, I'd be happy to. What day? So we figured out a day, and Grattan School was, a, was in the country. Uh, it, it, was, it was just a small country school. And uh, we got there, and I was totally shocked. I walked into the room, and it was packed full of kids. And, and I went in there, and, and uh, she, the, she was leading some songs. And then the, the, her mother, which was in her 90s, got up, and she started teaching a story. You should have seen the joy on her face. The passion that which she taught, I... 
could not believe it. I was really blown away. And then I got to go up there and share the gospel and what a blessing it was. And, and we had a good time with the kids. And I will never forget leaving that day. And I told my wife, I said, did you see her, 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 the, the, the energy she had? And I, she goes, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And they invited us over for dinner uh, after Sunday lunch a couple weeks later. And we went to her home and she had the old china and she had this big spread. I felt like I was back on the farm in, in Indiana. I mean, it was this huge spread and farm-style type meal, and we sat down and started eating. And she started telling us about how she accepted Christ and how the Lord changed her life and how she started serving and how she had been teaching children for years and years and years. And I couldn't help but think, as I prepared this message this week, there was a woman who fell at the feet of Jesus who learned his presence. And there was a woman who, though she got older, and I'm sure had aches and pains and tired, she had learned his purpose at his feet. But what she had never lost that I wanted, and I want to continue to have, was the passion, the secret of the passion at Jesus' feet. May I encourage us tonight? I know we've been busy. And as a pastor, I must say thank you so much. It's been a busy season. It's been a good season. We've been rejoicing what God's doing been busy. And we still have, I'm sure, a lot to do. I remember last week I mentioned uh, on the 10th, I said it's the 17th today in, in class and several, whoa, 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 no, 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 there's no way. Oh, wait, it's the 10th. Oh, God, we said we're not ready yet for Christmas. And I know that's, that's probably how it is for most of us. But let's not forget, as Mary learned, at Jesus' feet, his presence, his purpose, and his passion in life. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. I don't know about you. This spoke to my heart this week. And I wanted to share it with you. The three times that Mary of Bethany is mentioned here in Scripture, she's at Jesus' feet. We see it through her learning the secret of his presence. We see it as she learns the secret of his purpose. And my dear friend, tonight, sometimes in dark times, we can learn his presence. When we're driven to our knees, we certainly can learn his presence. And when we're driven to our knees and we learn his presence, it's there in his word that we can learn his purpose and his direction in our life. May we never forget, at his feet, as Mary did, uh, learn the secret of his passion. And may we be willing to give of ourselves for Jesus' sake. Maybe tonight someone has been touched in some way. The message may I encourage you to do what God would have you to do. Lord, we sure do love you. Uh, thank you so much for loving us. And Lord, I know this was a simple thought tonight. And, and Lord, I did get done a few minutes early. But Lord, it is what I believe you'd have me preach tonight. And uh, just three things we can learn from your feet, your presence, your purpose, and your passion. And thank you for each and every person here, their faithfulness, their love for you, or the busyness of life. But yet, as Martha had to learn, or that's not the most important, as Jesus said, this one thing, may we learn to listen. May we learn to spend time 
May we allow you to help us learn your purpose for our life. And may we never lose your passion for the lost, for others, for the hurting, for those in need. Lord, for those, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our family. May we remain passionate for you. We sure do love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you can stand to your feet tonight, the piano's going to play. May I encourage you to respond to the message as God would have you to tonight. May we learn and discover at the feet of Jesus his person, his purpose, and his passion. As the piano plays, may we respond in our hearts to God as God would have us to. God bless you. You may be seated. Once again, thank you for your faithfulness and your love for the Lord. I appreciate that. We're going to show a video at this time, uh, some upcoming events we have, and then we'll be on our way tonight. Hi, folks. There are several ministries you can get plugged into here at Grandview Baptist Church. One of our most important ministries is the First Impressions team. We want every guest to feel welcome as soon as they come on this property. Would you consider being a part of one of our greeter teams? There's a sign-up sheet out in the foyer. Would you consider signing up today? Don't miss the conclusion of our Christmas Light Sermon Series, which will be preached next Sunday, December 24th in the 11 a.m. service. Also plan to join us for the Christmas Eve candlelight service that will take place next Sunday at 5 p.m. Join us as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Please note that there will not be an 8.30 service on Christmas Eve, but the rest of our services will follow our normal schedule. If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions and get to know you. Please fill out the Connect card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services as you exit the auditorium. We would love to meet you and you will receive a gift card. Have a great week and we'll see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Well, please know God loves you and this pastor loves you. Also, um, Wednesday night, I know Brother Much will be preaching on the Holy Spirit. I think uh, you'll enjoy that. So hope you can be back for that. You are dismissed. Thank you.